Thank you for supporting the media outreach of New Covenant Christian Ministries. Through the powerful preaching and teaching of Pastor Bill and Dr. Deanne Johnson, family relations are being restored. The wayward are returning to God. And together, we are transforming all people into fully devoted followers of Jesus Christ. Join us now for a message that will strengthen you in your faith and encourage you to be all that God has designed you to be. Mark's Gospel, chapter number 4, verse 23. I'm reading from a New King James Version. And it says, If anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. Again, if anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. Verse 24, then he said to them, take heed what you hear. With the same measure you use, it will be measured to you. And to you who hear, more will be given. I want to talk to you from this subject. Be careful, little ears, what you hear. God's means or vehicle for getting faith to us is by hearing. For some reason in his wise providence, he has chosen to use hearing to get faith to us. Of course, we know from Romans chapter 10, verse 17, it says, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So hearing is critical. Uh, Why is hearing so important? You can jot this scripture down. In Psalm 48 and 8, it says, as we have heard, so have, so we have seen in the city of the Lord of hosts, in the city of our God, God will establish it forever. As we have heard, so have we seen. What, What am I getting at? What your ears continue to hear, your eyes eventually will see. Let me say it again. What your ears continue to hear, your eyes will eventually see. Job 42 and 5 says this. Job 42 and 5. I have heard of you by the hearing of the ear, but now my eye sees you. What my ear continues to hear, my eyes will eventually see. Let me give you an example. Uh, Advertisers do it all the time. Whatever that product is, they will make sure that you hear about this particular product over and over and again, and eventually you're going to go out and do something. That's their hope. That's their goal. To, so that you'll go and eventually purchase that product. So hearing, again, is critical. Your eyes will eventually see it. Let me give you another example. Um, have you ever heard uh, somebody, about somebody before you met them? This person is so nice. That so-and-so is so nice. So when you go to meet them, 
Generally, there's an expectation on your part that that person is nice, and eventually you'll see that. Eventually. On the other hand, have you ever heard that this person is mean as a junkyard dog? (laughs) And what will happen is that will begin to shape what you see because of what you have heard. Uh, uh, uh. So let 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 me give you this. We know that faith comes by hearing. And so listen, what I hear informs what I believe. What I hear, say that with me, what I hear informs what I believe. You need to jot that down. What I hear informs what I believe. In other words, you and I should never have an ignorant faith. What we hear should inform what we believe. Second thing I want you to write down is this. What we hear influences what we say. Again, what we hear influences what we say. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth is going to speak. And the last thing I want to write down is this. Is this not the last thing, but of this group. What I hear inspires me to act. Again, what you hear inspires us to act. So again, here are the three. What I hear informs what I believe. What I hear informs influences what I say, and what I hear inspires me to act. You got it? So let's do it again. What I hear informs what I believe. What I hear influences what I say. What I hear inspires me to act. You got it? Okay, so that's going to be critical. Jesus knew the importance of hearing. That's why he kept saying, he that has an ear, let him hear. Wait a minute. He's talking to a group of people. Everybody out there probably had ears on the side of their head. So he's not talking about natural ears. He's talking about spiritual ears being able to tune in to what the Spirit of God is saying. Being able to hear God, being able to discern God. Now hear what I'm saying. Hear this, hear this. Many of us are listening to AM, the adversary's message. And we need to turn to FM, the Father's message. Who you been listening to? And so we have to understand, get this, get this. If I have ears, I need to hear what God is saying, what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. Time and time he said it. In the book of Revelation alone, he made that statement eight times. 
Eight times in the book of Revelation. And then throughout the Gospels, he said it. He that has an ear, let him hear. He that has an ear, let him hear. Why do you say that? Because the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit. So no matter how smart you are, no matter how many degrees you got, and nothing wrong with being smart, nothing wrong with having degrees, but your degrees and your being smart does not give you an ear to hear the Spirit. The natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit, for they are foolishness to him, for they are spiritually discerned. Have you ever been in a service and God's been downloading some things on the inside of you, and the people on the side of you are going, they just don't get it. I didn't get anything out of that. But you're sitting up there just blessed. You're crying. And you just, I mean, you're just full. The natural man does not receive it. So hear me, hear me, hear me, hear me, hear me. The natural man, if we're walking in the, calm down, Johnson, just teach you the thing. If we're walking from a natural perspective, trying to discern some spiritual truth, trying to hear spiritual truth, we won't get it. We won't get it. So he says, got to have some ears to hear. Got to have ears to hear. Now, I'm getting ready to back up in Mark chapter 4 and look at what preceded the verse that we read. When we look earlier in Mark chapter 4, Jesus told the parable of the sower. And then when he was alone, this is the only place in Scripture that he did this. He, he literally had a teaching session, a private teaching session with his disciples so that they could better understand what he meant. He said, if you get this parable, you get them all. So there's something in this that unlocks some things for us. And this is what I want you to see today. This is one of the main things I believe we need to see today. Warfare comes after you hear the word. Let me say, oh, y'all got to hear it. You got to hear it. See, I, I'm concerned because the church is not positioned for warfare. We think it's peacetime. So warfare occurs. Warfare comes after you hear the word. Let's start reading in verse number 13 of Mark chapter 4. And he said to them, do you not, do you not understand this parable? How will you understand all the parables? Verse 14, the sower sows what? What? Say it loud. The word. The word. Now, and these are the ones by the wayside where the word is sown. When they hear, stop right there. When they hear. Now, first of all, notice he's not even dealing with folk that don't have time for the word. If you don't have time for the word, the word doesn't have time for you. And what I'm getting at is this. You, you and I must make sure that we are dealing in the word, that we're hearing the word. It says, when they hear. Notice the warfare. Satan comes when? What do you mean? He said it. Jesus is talking to him. He said, guys, listen to what I'm saying. When you hear this word, 
when you hear this word, the adversary, Satan comes immediately. Satan comes immediately and takes away the word that was sown in their hearts. So he's not coming because you're so cute. I know you're the cutest thing on this side of Atlanta. But he's not coming because of anything else other than the word of God. He knows when you become an authorized carrier of the word of God, when you become a card carrying word of God person, when you have the word of God hidden in your heart, the word of God in your mouth, the word of God influencing what you say, you begin to be a threat to him like nothing else. So he's after the word. Look at somebody say he can't have it. He can't have this. Come, come on. Do, this dude say he can't have this. He can't have this. So please know, please know, when you hear, when you hear, when you hear, Satan comes. When you hear, Satan comes. When you hear, Satan comes. When. When you hear. Satan comes. What is he coming for? He's not coming for anything else other than to get the word that was sown in your heart. Notice, because there's warfare that comes after hearing the word. Look at at verse number 16. These likewise are the ones sown on stony ground who, what does the next phrase say? Say it loud. When they do what? Come on, y'all got to wake up and talk to me on this one. Come on. When they do what? When they hear the word, immediately receive it with gladness. Stop right there. These are the people. Ooh, didn't he preach today? Yes, he did. Oh, my God. That was a word from God. Ooh, hey, God, I just felt that all down on the inside. Good gracious. That was some preaching. Ooh, child, that was just meat. And and so you hear the word and you're glad about it. That's wonderful. But notice what it says. And they have no root in themselves. They have no root. And then it says, and so endure only for a time. Jesus, why are you mentioning endure? All we're doing is hearing the word. What you talking about enduring? Notice, he says, afterward... After they've heard this word, when tribulation or trouble or persecution arises, why is the trouble coming? Why is the persecution coming? For For what? Good gracious. You have to to ask yourself, why then? Why? Why? You, You just heard the word and you're on your way home and then you get a message, the water heater broke. You know, you get a, get a message, this happened, and that happened, and, and, next, and you go, why is this going on? It is because he's trying to get the word. Come on, say it again. You can't have it. Can't have it. So, so here he goes again. Here he goes again. It says that it comes for the word's sake, and immediately they stumble. Verse number 18. Now, these are the ones sown among thorns. They are the ones who hear the word 
Notice what happened in verse 19. And the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches, and the desires of lust for other things entering in choke the word. Notice, notice, the cares of this world, the anxieties. I don't know how I'm going to make it. Lord, have mercy. And if anything he can get you to worry about, he'll get you to worry about. Oh, God, I don't know what they're doing in North Korea now. You are in Georgia. I mean, I'm not saying don't ever be concerned about it. But some of us, you know, we we have the news on, and before we get out of bed, we're like, oh, man, I just don't know what in the world we're going to do now. Oh, my God. And, and, And the cares of this world. And then he said, the deceitfulness of riches. Riches have a way of deceiving us that it can take, they can take care of us like God can. Got to get that money. Got to get that money. You'll do anything to get paid. <laughs> got to get paid, baby. Got to get rolled on Benjamin's off up in here. Yeah. Because money will give you the impression that Nothing can touch you. Baby, don't fool yourself. One disease can wipe your account out. You better trust God. Nothing wrong with having money. Nothing wrong with making money. But it's got to be a servant. It cannot be a master. And so he says what happens is that comes in. That desire will come in and choke the word. It'll get you to the point where I don't know. I don't ever have to go to church. Forget going to church. Forget anything. Any, because I, if I make some money, get me some money. Get me, get me some money. Get me some money. That's what I got to get. Got to get paid. Got to get paid. Why you got to get paid? Why do you have to get paid? Well, everybody getting paid. Well, wait a minute. Okay, if everybody's getting paid, what's the big deal? I'm on this for some reason. You've put money in the wrong place, and God said, I'll have no other God before me. No other God before me. No other God. No other God. No other God. So the deceitfulness of riches, the anxieties, the cares of this world. And then he says the desire, a lust for other things. It comes in, and what its goal is, is to choke. To choke the word. And, and again, uh, I don't, my goal isn't to go through this section and just unearth everything in there, but I, gotta, I need to say this. Choke there means all it's doing, it's like weeds. It's drawing the nutrients that was intended for the real seed of the Word of God, and it's using all of the nutrients, all of the energy to do these other things. And as a result, the Word of God is robbed of the nutrients that it needs to be cultivated in your heart. Come on, say again, he can't touch this. (laughs) Can't touch that Word in my heart. Now, now. Verse 20, but these are the ones sown on the good ground, those who hear the word, accept it, and bear fruit, some 30-fold, some 60, and some 100 sentences. That's me. Come on, say, that's me right there. 
So now, all I want to tell you from those verses is this, that warfare comes after you hear the word. So don't think it strange when warfare comes after you hear the word. You hear the word, then all of a sudden some argument will break out over something stupid. I'm sorry, I'm not supposed to say stupid in church. Stupid. (laughs) Something that doesn't make sense. It's not the person. It's the word that it's after. Because, again, you are dangerous when you're to, the, to the kingdom of darkness when you have that word in you. You are dangerous. A wordless person is not a threat to the enemy. But when you have the word, because he said that word will not return void. Oh, my goodness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, now, when you get, if you go on, here's Jesus teaching. He's a master teacher. Goes to verse number 21. Also, he said to them, is a lamp brought to be put under a basket or under a bed? Is it not to be set on a lampstand? For there is nothing hidden which shall not be revealed, nor is anything kept secret, but that it should come to light. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. I know we have educators in this room, and I know that you guys work really, really hard at keeping your students thinking from a linear pattern. You're able to move from A, B, C, D. And, you know, if you're reading Jesus' teaching here, he had just communicated to them about the sower sowing the word, talking about the importance of this. Then he made a left turn and it didn't look like it make any sense at all. What in the world does this have to do? With the word. Do you ask questions of the Bible like that? I submit to you. I submit to you that he hasn't changed the subject matter, that he's not taking a rabbit trail, that he's trying to prove a point. He's proving a point. And the point is this, is that the word of God was designed to produce results in your life. Just like you put a lamp on a lampstand, and it's going to bring light wherever you put it. You don't take a lamp that's designed to light the room and put it under a bushel, put it under the bed. He said you put it up on the lampstand. The same way your heart is the perfect place for for the Word of God to come and produce everything that God designed for you to produce. Right now, right now, there's something about the seed of the Word of God that begins to hit your life and produce in you that that you could not do for yourself. Why? Because the Word of God will inform your belief. The Word of God should influence what you say, and the Word of God should inspire how you act. So the Word of God is producing. Come on, say it's working in my life. Are you getting anything out of this? So it's working in your life. And then, then we get to 23. If anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. Oh, wait a minute. Tony, he mentioned up in verse number 15, when they hear. Verse 16, when they hear. Verse 18, they hear the word. Verse 20, they hear the word. Verse 23, if anyone has ears. 
Let him hear. Let him hear. If anyone has ears, if let him hear. Wait a minute, wait a minute. He did not stop there because if you look at verse 24, he said, take heed what you hear. Take heed what you hear. In, in fact, that same verse in the New International Version says this, consider carefully what you hear. The New Living Translation of verse 24 says, pay close attention to what you hear. In fact, put the New Living Translation up. It says, pay close attention to what you hear. The closer you listen, the more understanding will be given and you will receive even more. Verse 25, to those who listen to my teaching, more understanding will be given. But for those who are not listening, even what little understanding they have will be taken away from them. He said this word was designed to produce. So you need to make sure that you're hearing it. Then he says, take heed what you hear. We already found out that there are enemies to the word that will try to come in and choke the word to make it unproductive. So he says, take heed what you hear. The word, he says, is the seed. And all you need to do is just simply plant it and water it. Leave it alone. Now, it doesn't care how you feel. And this is where we get in trouble. This is where we get in trouble. We, for some reason, begin to feel some kind of way. And we start digging up the very word that God planted in our heart. How many have ever planted anything? Naturally, like, a corn, like corn or tomato, whatever, tomatoes. You, you take the seed and you put it in the soil. You put the seed in the soil, you cover it, you water it. Now, this is what we do. We say, okay, I've, I, I don't know what's going on, but I, I planted the seed. And then... Elder T, can you, I need somebody to pray with me. What, what's going on? Elder T, I planted this seed over here. Well, well baby, what's going on? It's, I've been, it's been an hour. It's been an hour. And she would say, now you planted something in the soil and you were looking for a harvest in an hour? God must not love me. So now you begin making assessments because of what you don't see happening with the seed. Come on, look at somebody say the seed is working. Come on, just leave the seed in the ground. It's going to go through the germination process. This word that you plant is going to produce in your heart. Just leave it there. In fact, the seed doesn't care how you feel. You can get up, you can plant that seed in the ground. It doesn't matter how you feel, where anything else, all you need to do is let it do its job. 
that word is working in you. That word is working. I'm telling you, this is what you got to realize. If you don't see fruit, it's developing a root. Hey, I'm telling you. Oh, what you're talking about. Sometimes what God's getting ready to do in you, it's going to take a greater root system in you. He's got to develop some character in you. He's got to develop some stick to in you, some endurance on the inside of you so that when the storm comes, when the stuff begins to hit your life, you're not moved. You, by what you see, what you feel, what you think, you're only moved by what he said, knowing that my God cannot lie. He can't lie. He's going to come through. What he said is going to happen just like he said it. Whoo, glory, 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 glory. That's why I got to take heed what I'm hearing. I can't hear junk. I can't afford to hear anything that had, that's going to start plant, to be planted in the garden of my heart alongside of the word of God. I can't listen to that trash. I can't listen to that. I got a miracle on the way. I've got a breakthrough on the way. I've got something mighty on the way. I don't want to plant something in there that's going to affect the seed that I put in the ground. Oh, my God. Something is happening whether I feel it or not because the word that proceeds out of God's mouth, it will not return unto him void, but it's going to prosper. Wait, in the thing, 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 it's going to prosper in the thing where unto he sent it. What are you talking about? In me. Come on, touch yourself and say, in me. Come on, say, the word is prospering in me. I'm growing by leaps and bounds. Hallelujah! Take heed what you hear. You know, I used to be able to partake of that junk. I can't, I can't partake. I can't, I can't add that in there now. I can't eat, eat all that grease you trying to give me. I used to be able to do, I can't do that now. I got to keep my heart with all diligence for out of my heart is flowing the issues of life. Are you understanding? And so now he says, why is it so important? Because the word of God informs what I believe. It influences what I say, it inspires me to act. Let me give you two examples as I'm through. You remember we talked about the woman with the well? No, no, I'm sorry, the woman with the issue of blood. She heard about Jesus. That informed her faith. That in, you see what I'm talking about? <laughs> that informed her faith. Now, 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 that self-same woman, she heard about Jesus, then she said, 
what she heard began to influence what she said. What did she say? If I can just, if I can just, if I can just. And you know, if you look at the tense of the verb, she's going, if I can just touch him, you know, if I can just touch him, if I can just touch him, if I can just, if I can just get there. I don't know how I'm going to get there, but if I can just touch him, I know they're going to try to stop me, but if I can just touch him, if I can just get, she kept on saying it because if my belief has been informed, what I say is going to become, that thing is going to be in my heart out of the abundance of the heart, the And then she didn't leave it there. She went through the crowd and touched Jesus. So it inspired her to act. Do you see it? Because again, what I hear informs what I believe. What I hear influences what I say. And what I hear inspires me to act. Said two examples earlier. Here's the last one. Early on in our marriage, um, you know, we, 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 um, here's Brooklyn coming to Atlanta. Here's Birmingham coming to Atlanta. Brooklyn and Birmingham meet. Dr. D and Pastor Bill. We were just Billy and Deanne, still a Billy and Deanne. We met and, and what had happened was we 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 know we 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 all this falling in love stuff, right? And um let's get let's fast forward. We get married. Brooklyn meets Meets Birmingham. Somebody gonna win. You understand what I'm talking about? I'm like, Lord, this woman you gave me. What meaneth this? And so I know y'all, you know, I know you know, we were spiritual. We weren't having arguments, we were having intense moments. Thank you. We've told you about that intense moments of fellowship. So, so anyway, you know, they talked about marriage. Yeah, marriage is made in heaven. One guy said, So is thunder and lightning. Please. And so I'm sitting there going, God, what in the world are we going to do? I got so mad one time, bro. I got so mad. I was in that, the first house we were in, I, got, I had a two tube of toothpaste. I got so mad. I slammed the toothpaste to the ground. It exploded all over the bathroom. You know, you know that's power. It exploded all over the bathroom. And then we just both burst out laughing. To this day, we don't know what we were arguing about. But it was serious. It was intense. So, so, so what I learned to do, I learned to go to the word of God. Jesus said, I'm not talking about what prophet so-and-so said. I'm talking about what Jesus said. And I, I got to have a sure word from God. I don't need the thus prophet line kind of stuff. I got to have Jesus. And so I believe in prophecy, but bruh, where I was at this point, please give me the Bible. And so Jesus said, my peace I give unto you, not as the world gives, so give I unto you. And so I said, Lord, Jesus, I'm in prayer. You said, my peace I give unto you. What am I doing? I am informing my faith. Hearing informs my faith. Now, 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 I can't leave it there because 
It should influence what I say. So I can't say, Jesus, my, you said I receive your peace, your, your peace you give unto me, so I receive it. I can't believe you little nasty thing. I'm coming out of prayer and I'm talking to her like that. Little light-skinned, nasty talk. Where does that come from? I mean, you know what I'm saying? And so, 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 I got to change. I got to change. I'm just talking about me. So now, so now, I go to prayer, I receive your peace, and then I got to come out. It's got to influence what I say. I love you. I come out. I love you. Do I feel like it? I love you. I got to go back to prayer. Because it's, I got to keep informing. Our faith comes by hearing. Jesus, you said my peace. I give unto you. I got to do it, Lord. I got to do it. I, got to, I love you. I love you. And, and then, you know, and then, listen, listen, not only will it inform what I say, but it's got to inspire my action. So I put that baby on overload. Girl, you know I love you. Everything about you, I love you with all my heart, my soul, my toenails, everything about me loves you. I love the way you went. I love the way you going. I love you. I love you. I love you. Because I know the word again, love never fails. So if I put love on it, love going to work. Love not going to give up. Love not going to cave in. Love not going to act ugly. Love not. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I'm talking about when you get the word of God on the inside of you, the word of God should inform your belief system. It should influence what you say and it should inspire you to act. Big daddy put that love on her like that. She can't resist all that. That's right, that's right, that's right, that's right, that's right. I'm telling you, a bona fide love, love. I, I asked God, I said, God, you got to show me how to love this woman. Then I went even further. I got faith on that thing. God, I'm asking you to anoint me to love her. Can't nobody love her like I love her. Are you understanding what I'm saying? I ask you now, and then, then she began to put the word on me. I'm telling you. I'm not telling you what I've talked, what I don't know. I'm telling you what I've experienced in my own life. Because when I hear, when I hear, what happens? My belief system is informed. What I say, it influences what I say. And then it inspires me to act. Come on, say it again. When I hear, I'm, it informs my belief system. And then it in what? And then in what? Come on, say it again. What I hear informs. Come on, y'all got to get that. What I hear it then what? And then it what? So what you going to do this week? I'm going to make sure that I'm hearing. I'm going to take heed what I'm hearing. Be careful, little ears, what you hear. God bless you. Hey! Oh! We 
hope you've enjoyed this message. For more information on other products and materials, please contact us at 770-484-9300, Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Or visit our website at www.newcov.org. If you're in the Atlanta area, we invite you to join us for one of our dynamic services. Once again, thank you for receiving the living word of God from New Covenant Christian Ministries, where we are transforming all people into fully devoted followers of Jesus Christ.